Hi, and welcome to 5 Minutes with Phil. Paul writes, Here's a trustworthy saying. Whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Now, the overseer is to be able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. I'll come back to able to teach. Again, from my heritage, I grew up in a teetotaling family. Alcohol was never a part of my experience when growing up. This was not unusual within evangelical circles, but the history of the Salvation Army is important here. The Army was started as the Christian mission in the East End of London, England, when that neighborhood was among the most depraved in the Western world. Alcohol was the drug of choice, and pubs were where most people would spend their time. It was the ruin of many people and many families when poverty was so prevalent. In the past, everyone drank all day, men, women, and children, says Paul Jennings, pub historian and author of A History of Drink and the English. As recently as a hundred years ago, all London pubs opened in the morning and they'd filled with people having an early drink. That was where the army was born. With a message of soup, soap, and salvation, the movement called people who were saved from the aspects of their lives that were destroying them and into a world that was alcohol-free. Today, the Army's Harbor Light Centers throughout Canada and the U.S. continue with this ministry to the addicted. Of course, we always found it peculiar that Jesus' first miracle was to change water into wine at the marriage feast in John 2, and that Paul says to Timothy, Stop drinking only water and use little wine because of your stomach and your frequent illnesses. And, of course, the Lord's Supper was celebrated with wine. Some people cannot and should not ever drink alcohol. They have an addictive element to alcohol so that even one drink is too much. But for most, the scriptural principle of avoiding drunkenness is appropriate. Noah wasn't much of an inspiration when he got drunk and naked after saving his family from the flood. David tries to cover up his indiscretion with Bathsheba by getting her husband Uriah drunk, so he'll go and sleep with his wife. Galatians 5, drunkenness is listed among other sins, idolatry, witchcraft, drunkenness, orgies. A leader is to be someone who does not allow the power of alcohol to rule their lives. Gentleness is strength under control. Violence is strength out of control. But strength isn't just about size, muscle mass, or taekwondo moves. It can also mean intellectual strength or the power that comes from position, prestige, or wealth. Violence is what got Bill Cosby into trouble. He was using his power over women to assault them. Same goes for Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Epstein. Some of it may have been physical as well, but most sexual harassment has to do with a power imbalance between the perpetrator and the victim. Abuse by clergy is often of this variety. So it's not just being able to say that this person would never throw a punch. It's broader than that, and also reflects someone who would not take advantage, but would in fact bring peace. Being able to disagree without being disagreeable I have served on board and church councils for most of my life, since I was in my teens. Every once in a while, there'll be someone who's looking for a fight. You don't want that person in leadership. I understand how heated discussions can be, that passions can be raised, that some points need to be made, and how frustrating it can be when your point isn't having the impact you were hoping for. It's really hard to get others to change their minds with arguments or shouting, 
and you wonder why nothing good ever comes out of the Canadian Parliament. Sometimes it's a gong show. When any leader is confronted by a problem, they stand there holding two pails. In one, there's water, which can douse the flames. In the other pail, there's gasoline, which can only make the problem explode. What are needed are leaders who will not be in the habit of looking for a fight. You know what they say, money's the root of all evil. Of course, as often happens, that's a selective, incomplete quote. But it sounds good. And those of us who don't have a lot of money lying around can sound quite superior. The actual verse is, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Paul probably knew he was going to say something like this later in the letter, but he includes it here when looking at the qualifications of leaders. You don't have to be rich to love money. And I'll probably get into this more when I'm writing about chapter 6. But the real problem is the love of money above more important things. That is a root of all kinds of evil. To make it really simple, for the Christian leader, they have their priorities straight. And money isn't at the top of that list. 